Welcome to the Whiskey After Work podcast. This is where booze meets business. I'm Doug Shaw, owner of Peach State Business Brokers and Advisors. And I'm Melissa Hergert, owner of Brain Train Centers. We are serial entrepreneurs that love to learn from other successful professionals and love to drink whiskey. Hello, Douglas. Hello, Melissa. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Did you have a nice fourth of um, July? I did. Uh, kind of ducked out on the fireworks because it was raining, but yeah. other than that, I had a good fourth. Did you make delicious barbecue? Oh, God, we did, yeah. We made, Why didn't uh, I get an invite, by the way? Uh, it was like a, I had a bunch of people in town, people you don't want to hang out with. I liked those people. I well, that's because they paid you. To oh, like true, true, true. But I did like them. They gave you shit, and I like that. Well, yeah, they, they earned it. They've, they've known me yeah, many years. a long time. Many years. So... Welcome to the Whiskey After Work podcast mm-hmm. episode. God, what are we on? Like sixteen five hundred thousand. Sixteen. Like. Are we done yet? No. <laughs> Can we be done doing this? I was listening to uh, Dave Roberts' podcast, and they're at two seventy five. Dang, that's a lot of podcasting. Yeah. But uh, today um, we are coming to you from the Matt Mason. Farmers Insurance Agency because we have yet to find our permanent home, so we're, we're still sleeping on couches, now. so to speak. <laughs> we're orphans. We <laughs> had a great. Like, hey man, you got a couch I can sleep on? Yeah. Um, but no, so Matt let us use his place today, and we may be from here a few times in the coming weeks, months, until we figure this out. Um, episode. Dis- so today's episode is going to be. No. Today's episode is going to be uh, <laughs> brought to you by the Matt Mason Agency, Keystone Realty Group, Brain Train Centers, Peach State Business Brokers and Advisors. We'll just go ahead and get the pleasantries out of the way. Mm-hmm. God knows what's going to be said today, so know, if I'm you're easily offended, today. move right on to the next podcast. Anything that you hear today is uh, the opinion of the moron who says it and nobody else. Yeah. And with that... We'll dive into this thing head first. Let's do it. Today's guest comes to us by way of Warsaw, Indiana, wherever the hell that is. <laughs> Middle of a cornfield somewhere up there. Um, he is, uh, like many of the people we have on here, a very entrepreneurial spirit. He's also my neighbor. But that comes with a caveat. We've met, I think, twice. Hmm. And he's lived there for like four years. Right? So, um, not real friendly, I guess. I'm not real friendly, yeah, I guess. You yeah, you did not do a good welcome. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's an interesting guy. He's, he comes. I'm going to kind of let him explain all this stuff. But he's in the RV business when I met him. And that's what I remembered about him. And uh, he started a couple businesses on his own, and I'm going to let him explain who he is and where he's from and how he got here, and then we'll just pick him apart. Yes. Does that sound good? So without further ado, here is Ryan Lassure. So like you said, from Warsaw, Indiana, the middle of absolute nowhere, um, that is pretty much all we have is cornfields, RVs, and uh, orthopedics. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Um Warsaw is actually the orthopedic capital of the world, surprisingly. Oh. That's, that's all we have going for us. I mean, Interesting. Um, started off in the uh, the RV industry there. Um, 
and kind of, you know, grew into to doing a lot of different things in the dealerships. And I started off on the manufacturing side. I was going to say, there's a bunch of uh, manufacturers in that area, right? So about 95% of all RVs come out of Elkhart and Goshen, Indiana. Um, and then we have all the suppliers there. A lot of the suppliers are, are in, in like Warsaw and around those areas. Um, but yeah, that's where the majority of everything comes from. So... Um, hopefully y'all are campers and, and like camping. I do, but I'm, we're, say, we've been looking at one. Yeah. We've been looking at buying a camper and it's, um, there's a big difference between quality and campers, huge. And I watch people spend a lot of money on these huge ass, like 36, 38, 42 foot campers. And they're basically sticks. I mean, mm. they're just absolute garbage and they're financing these things for a hundred and some thousand dollars Dang. first time they take them out stuff's falling off of them oh my <laughs> it, God, it's, that's it's horrible. bad so that yeah they're i mean they're built on an assembly line and pushed through and um depending on what plant you buy from there's definitely not the uh, most highest quality of workers um mm. putting them together um, they could put one of those things together and I could build one in a couple of hours. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So they do. I mean, some of the plants will do 30, 40 a day Dang. just running down a line. That's crazy. Um, but I will tell you, it's probably one of the best places to work. Um, just with your team and how everything flows. It's very synchronized. Um, everybody has, you know, their job and they do their job and they get out of the way. You know? Yeah, it's kind of the old, um, like Henry Ford used to do at the assembly mm-hmm. line before mm-hmm. all the robotics. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah very Cause, similar. Because it's all pretty much by hand, right? Everything's pretty much by hand. I mean, you'll have some of the, the cranes that lift the sidewalls and stuff on, but everything's built by hand for them. Dang. Well, you would think it's made well then. Well, they cheap materials. Cheap and material. Cheap, you know, it just... Well, it could be a Friday unit. Yeah. It could be a Friday unit. What does that mean? Puff, puff, pass. Yeah, oh. Friday, Friday is everybody's trying to get out there, so oh. everything gets shipped. Oh. It don't matter what's wrong with it. Front of cap's missing. Cool. Send it. Let oh, them fix God. it at the dealership. Oh, my goodness. Um, so but, I'm going to ask, which ones are the best built? Um, the one you don't buy. <laughs> no. Uh, um. There are a lot of good brands out there. Rockwood's a really good travel trailer, I'll say. Um, Van Lee was building RVs for a while, and they're over from Alabama. They did an excellent product, but they just pulled out a fifth wheels. They only do motorhomes now, mm-hmm. so they're a very well-put-together motorhome. Um, when it comes to fifth wheels, I would probably say um, it would have to be the uh, River Riverstones, the Forest River Riverstones. Okay. Um, by far, probably the best built and the best designs. They actually, if you look at a lot of the old campers, they just, they look horrible. They use these horrible colors and they were designed by guys pretty much. Mm-hmm. And we didn't do the best color choices. <laughs> um, they, they hired these new designers to come in and they modernized the camper, made them a lot more efficient and, and, and more usable. You know, you didn't have as much dead space. So they've came very far and advanced with their new new units that they're putting out. You know, what hasn't been done in a long time. What about Gulfstream? Did somebody buy them? It's still owned by the same guy. Um, they went really downhill. Yeah, they don't look like they used to. Like the old Gulfstreams no. are like premium. People still pay top dollar. You know what Gulfstream yeah. looks like? No. They're like 
They're shiny. Doug, I don't. They're, they I look think like I've been stainless. They look like time. stainless steel. Like one time. Oh yeah. Once only. Okay. You've been in one RV ever? One yeah, RV. Yeah, it was actually Tana's. Um, yeah, they t- my my business partner in San Diego. They take their RVs up to Camp Pendleton on Memorial Day and camp out there. That's oh. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I've been there one time. So you're slapping together these RVs. <laughs> like, so she doesn't know yeah, shit about yeah. this shit. No, we're used to it. <laughs> I don't know shit about anything. I mean, was it a good experience? Though? Yeah, That's I mean, we had fun on the beach drinking. And oh, yeah. RV on the beach. That does sound fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few places you can do it. You can still do that up in North Carolina, South Carolina, just depending on where you're at. Like there's yeah. some dry water beaches. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. It yeah. was really cool. Yeah. If you get one with a generator, you got power, you're good to mm-hmm. go. You don't yeah. have to leave. Yeah, generator. Nice. Barbecue. Yeah. Beer. Beer, of course. Oh, okay. Whiskey. Whiskey. Tequila. I like tequila. Mm-hmm. Tequila's a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we were putting them together up there. It was very exciting. It's, it's, it's some of the most synchronized stuff you'll ever see. Um, and it's a real team. The team you have, whatever department you're in, it, it's you work together. It's probably hands down one of the best experiences team-wise I've ever had Hmm. Um, so one of my main jobs there was we built the sidewalls well we'd get done really early our department we actually got in trouble because we left too early like you're not Mm. paid hourly Mm. we're paid piece rate so the faster you get in faster you get out you're good the more money you make because you're paid just by how many walls you do so we were always in and out quick we'd come in at 3 a.m. The moment they would open the doors, we'd be there. We'd be out by 9 o'clock. Wow. You know, we'd do our couple hours, get in, get out before the sun was up, and, and be, at, you know, be at home fishing, whatever. And we got in trouble for that. The other departments didn't like it, that mm. we came in early and got our jobs done, and they didn't. Their team didn't do it. and um, So we got in trouble for that. So, But anyways, after that, I would go work in all different parts of the plants, like all of the plants, because we had the... The central hub was was plant 23. That's where it built all the walls and stuff like that. From there, all the other plants put the units together. That's um, good. Mm-hmm. So I would go, when I got off, I would just go work more. You know, I never wanted to stop. You know, once I figured out how their overtime worked, because mm-hmm. I got paid like piece rate plus overtime plus like something else, like a bonus, whatever. I was like, oh, this is great. Why wouldn't you guys work over? I'm like, yeah. I'm making like $80 an hour just doing stupid stuff. Mm. And I was literally putting foam around door and like edges for like 80 bucks an hour. I was like, I can't beat this. <laughs> so um, it was really fun. Um, and then, of course, I, you know, ventured down here to Georgia. Um, my, my, my daughter was born down here, so they don't build RVs down here. So I came down to, to, to Georgia and... And I've seen RV dealerships, and I was like, you know, let's give this a try. Hmm. So, um, went into the first place. It was a camping world. And I was like, hey, I, I want to talk to the guy who runs the place. And they're like, well, who are you with? And I'm like, I'm with Keystone. <laughs> and just threw that out there because I was still working there at the time. I hadn't moved yet. And uh, they took me back to talk to him. And he's like, well, what do you do for Keystone? I was like, actually, I'm leaving Keystone. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm coming down here, and I, I want a job. And um, 
He's like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to be a tech or in sales? I was like, what, where can I make the most money? <laughs> so he put me in sales. Um, and I was there for about uh, two months uh, as their top salesperson those two months. Um, I got in trouble because I didn't like shadow people like I was supposed to. I was like, no, let's go. I was like, I know how to sell stuff. I was like, <laughs> I was like you, know, you don't have to show me. Right. Uh, being a salesperson, there, there's, there's techniques that you can teach. Mm-hmm. But if you're not built to be a salesperson, very seldom are you right. successful at it. Yeah. I mean, you can learn the techniques and that'll help you. But if you don't have that, that constitution... You yeah, know, if you don't, you know, it they, takes a special person yeah, to it do. Just, it's got that right personality and everything. Yeah. My first sales job was selling seashells at the beach. She sells seashells down to tourists. The seashore. You sold seashells that they could go out on the beach and find themselves. Exactly. I love it. I know that I was my it. first job at fourteen. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Were you successful with that? Yeah. I. I mean, yeah. It wasn't my own business, but. I would write, I, I've told you this, I would write an hour and a half to my job every day on the bus and then go work. And so what beach was this? Mission Beach in San Diego. Okay. Belmont Park. San Diego explains it. That's why they'd pay for seashells that are like laying around. Tourists are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you only did, you only sold for two months? So there. So um, I was there and the the general manager was a very interesting person um still happens to be there to this day he uh he liked to belittle people Mm. and i never had any bad instances with him but i would watch how he treated the other employees and the things that he would do and i wasn't a big fan of it Mm. and um my first customer i had sold um owned a rental company well he dealt with a few of the dealerships so he also dealt with open roads at the time and he talked to sam who was there the general manager and he's like hey you need to talk to this kid down here he's awesome he comes in from the factories you got to talk to him so he puts us in contact and funny thing was when i originally came down here i interviewed with them Mm. and um I just came a lot sooner than I was supposed to. I was supposed to come back and talk to him. So I just went to Camping World instead of there. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I told you you could have a job. I told you you could have, you know, whatever desk you want. What do you want to do? And um, so I got tired of, you know, just how how people were being treated there. And I parted ways with them. Um, And it it actually blew up over a big deal. It was a famous musician came in. Um, He works with a lot of the top bands. And he was willing to buy one of our units. And he had his checkbook out. He was going to look at another unit. But I talked to him into buying ours. I'm like, hey, you know, here's why ours is How much was this unit? It's a $150,000 toy hauler. And um, so he was all set to buy it, had the checkbook out. He made us an offer that was very fair. It was a couple of thousand dollars under. And they turned him down. And, of course, you know, he just got off tour. You know, he just pulled up in a brand new Escalade. They just went and picked it up because he got off tour. He has his checkbook out right now. He's showing me pictures where his, him and his friends shut down a racetrack to race their Ferraris and Lamborghinis for mm. the day. Jeez. And, but he's in there in some basketball shorts, a tore-up shirt, some flip-flops. You, you would think this guy, you know, just didn't, you know, you would never suspect that he has millions of dollars. And, of course, that's what they, they said. They're like, look at him. He couldn't afford this thing. Dang. 
I'm like, he has his checkbook out ready to buy it. Like, let's, let's go. And so they didn't do the deal. The lady came back, our BDC agent came back the next day and I was good friends with. So she kind of pulled the deal up and looked at the deal. She's like, she's like, we were making like $40,000 on this deal. Why did they tell this guy no? I was like, he only asked for like three, four grand off. Mm. And then the GM comes in and they pull me up there and they try blaming it on me. Mm. And I'm like, I had it. He had his checkbook out ready to buy. I was like, you guys wouldn't give him the money off. They're like, well, can you get him back in here? I was like, no, he went to the other dealership and bought. He's there right now buying. Mm. And they, they blew up on me. And then that's when I had called Sam at Open Roads. And I was like, hey, uh, I'm ready to, to, to make a move. And so I handed in my keys and parted ways with them and went to Open Roads. And it was probably one of the, the, the best things I could have done because I grew my career so much more at Open Roads. Um, so went into sales there, became the number one Winnebago salesperson in the nation for two years in a row. Um, and like we had such a great thing built there. Then, you know, we expanded, opened new stores and stuff like that. Uh, I ended up going into finance, um, did really well with finance. And then they ended up giving me a store, um, you know, turned things around at that store, made a very profitable store. Um, was doing really good with it and then I think it's kind of where I fell in love with like RVs and like the dealership and how to run a dealership and all the different aspects of it um, and I was all up, up to that point you know it was really all self-taught it wasn't you know I hadn't taken any classes for any of those well yeah because I think right. you said uh, you, you weren't one you weren't the you weren't the uh, most well-behaved kid no I was not I was a troubled youth for sure um, you know, I had gotten a lot of trouble when I was a kid and uh, kind of uh, went on a little adventure for a few years and, and learned my lesson. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it was never something that uh, it's never I, I wouldn't ever take it back. I wouldn't ever take back any of the stuff I did because it taught me so much. Um, I think there's learning lessons in life. And that was one of the biggest ones for me. Um, and I think it made me a better person today because I had done, you know, I had my stupid kid moment. I was yeah. 18, 19 years old, mm -hmm. um, ended up going to jail, you know, got in some trouble and it was one of the best life lessons I think I could have ever had. Yeah. I mean, I don't recommend everybody take that path, but I mean, <laughs> no, 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 that's not <laughs> but if you could learn from but it, but if you learn from it and you can and go on and be successful, ways. I mean, that, that gives a lot of other people a lot of hope and yeah. And, you know, it's look. None of us are perfect, and never never, never went to jail, jail. But I certainly probably could have for some of the shit I did. When you I ever been to jail? Overnight, yeah. But you I mean, have, yeah. Mm. These things happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you want to know? What I tell people, you you want to know the difference because you get a lot of these uppity uppity people, and they look at you because you've gotten in trouble, and they're mm -hmm. just like, they're no. I'm like, you want to know the difference between me and you? You've drunk and dry. You've drank an alcohol mm -hmm. drink and drove home. Yeah. Guess what? You broke the law no different than I did. True. Yeah, you just got you just caught. You didn't get, get caught. caught. I yeah. did. Yeah. You know, that's the only yeah. difference. True. It's you know, there's a million ways that people have gotten. Everybody's done something, right? especially oh, yeah. as a kid. True. You know. True. We just didn't have cell phones to. Yeah, there wasn't as many cameras. Exactly. Yeah, Nobody right. was there recording it and said, hey, I'm going to put this shit on the internet. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Nowadays, there's a camera everywhere. Mm -hmm. yeah, you're going to jail for sure. 
right? <laughs> so, um, so you you did the whole general manager thing. You ran these locations and that, but that's not what you're doing now. So how how did this all come about? So I had parted ways with Open Roads. Um, I was, it was it wasn't a bad split. Um, I was offered a position to run multiple stores for Travel Camp, uh, another big RV dealership here in the South, and so you know they were going to give me four stores a lot more money just a lot more growth within the industry so to me that was worth seeing what it was about um and i had had a lot of training from from open roads as a general manager you know we i did a automotive class out in kansas city a gm executive program and it goes in depth on how to run a dealership like the the numbers the metrics on how everything you can tweak this over here and it's going to give you a big return over here and just in-depth stuff and and it, it fascinated me and i loved it um and of course you know i used it and you know we made open roads you know open roads is very successful i mean even if you look at them today they're a very successful company um drew's drew's done very well with that company um but i wanted to grow more as my as as you know with who i am and so i took on those four stores and um kind of the same thing you know went in and it wasn't the stores were successful but they had a lot of lot of growth to get to and we built them up you know we went in we found new new team members you know you take out you know the bad and you fix it and you know you bring in the good and and, and you grow them and see where that goes so i was there for about a year um and they had made some promises that they didn't kind of uphold and i'm very big on if i do what i'm say i'm gonna do and you don't do what you say you're gonna do then i'm out like mm -hmm. i yeah. just mm -hmm. i don't i don't believe in the company and i don't i don't i don't believe in it at that point mm -hmm. and and i have to believe in it i love yeah. the rv industry and it'll always be a huge part of me um but if you don't do what you say you're going to do then i'm not going to continue to you know be there mm -hmm. so um with that in january we went ahead and parted ways and in my mind i wanted to take a few months off i had been working for years i didn't take vacations i didn't take a day off i, I had my normal set days off but i'd even come into work on those days um i just really never vacation so i was like i'm going to take at least 30 days off and 30 ended up to be in 60, <laughs> 60, it was 90. And then I ended up taking like four months off. Nice. But in that time, within a week, I'm sitting at my house, just bored out of my mind. And, you know, I was like, I just, I'm just going to start my own business and, and not go back to this. And one of our biggest expenses in the dealership was advertising. I mean, we would spend... I mean, one, just one of my travel camp stores, I was spending 60 plus grand a month just in advertising. Oh, God dang. And it, I mean, it, it was crazy. And the cost of our leads that we were getting, our leads were horrible. Hmm. And the cost of them were hundreds of dollars a lead. We were easy, probably five, $600 a lead sometimes. Yeah. And the marketing people, um, they don't really listen. They kind of think that they know how to market and they're the best in the world and, and there's only one way to do it. And so I would give them suggestions and I would help them, you know, we'd, I'd help them boost in the areas that we could boost. But um, I knew there was a way to get leads much cheaper than what 
we could at a dealership. So um, I started only sales leads. And my goal wasn't really to target the dealerships because the dealership's fine. You know, there's 3,000 something RV dealerships across the country, but there's even more salespeople. You know, and, and if you look at the dealerships, you have, like you said, there's different to there's it takes it's a certain person to be a salesperson. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have the salespeople who are driven and want to sell. And then you have the people there who are just sitting there twiddling their thumbs, don't want to do nothing, don't mm-hmm. want to try. They don't want to put forth the effort. And I was like, OK, well, how can I accommodate that and accommodate the the people who are the hustlers who mm-hmm. really want to make the money? And I was like, I want to target the salespeople. I don't want to target the businesses. That's pretty. So, that's a, that's pretty different approach. Mm-hmm. It is because everybody targets the dealerships. Nobody mm-hmm. targets the salesperson. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if I can find a way to bring them leads at a much cheaper cost, and it's more efficient for them, then I can sell the leads to them. I could, you know, um, get them a lead at a, a very small cost, and their upside to it is is tremendous. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they're making hundreds, thousands of dollars per per um, vehicle that they sell. And, you know, my leads cost, you know, they're $5 a month, mm. you know, per lead. Or $5 Good. per lead. It's it's $35 yeah. a month to right. get into the, to the area. Right. Um, but it's like you can't beat it. You know, you spend, you, you know, spend 20 bucks and, you know, you get a good bit of, or spend 100 bucks and get, you know, a good bit of leads and call those people and you sell one of them, you make your money back tenfold. Yeah, and you're not mm-hmm. beholden to... You're not beholden to the dealership for their leads, too. 100%. Right. And that's, that was the issue, was the dealerships weren't marketing properly. And, and what I say by that was, at, at, just say one of our locations, um, we would get 100 leads a month. I, myself, can pull in 100 leads in less than probably four hours. Jeez. Once I, I, ramped, I ramped everything up one time, because um, it's very expensive. So I did it to test the waters to see how much I could pull in. I could pull in probably three to 5,000 leads a day. Jesus. Um, but it's very expensive. So we'll mm-hmm. get to that point. We're building it up at this point, getting, you know, getting the user base built up. Um, we're about to run some big programs here soon, um, incentivizing people to use our program. So we're going to do for the first 1,000 members who buy a subscription and buy three leads we're going to do a ten thousand dollar giveaway and two one thousand dollar giveaways for that first thousand people so there's three people out of that first thousand users is going to get you know either a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars okay then we're going to do a five thousand dollar draw uh once we hit five thousand users we're going to do a twenty thousand dollar one and two five thousand dollar participants so that's out of five thousand so what what type of industries are you targeting right now right now it's just rv and boats however i have the structures in place to to handle power sports um yeah because the side-by-sides and stuff now are huge yes so the goal is to target um side-by-sides motorcycles you know the whole power sports industries motorcycles um, automobiles and real estate is one of the ones I really want to get into. Oh yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. but I also want to fine tune it too. I don't want to bring a system. I I know in RV, I know we have it set up right. I know in boats we have it set up right, but each one of these categories, 
takes special things like the the home homes for instance you know real estate leads there's different information that they need than what the other categories yeah and there's a million mm-hmm. people doing it yeah <clears throat> because in that industry they target the salespeople. they do mm-hmm. yeah and i had no clue that there's one and a half million realtors in the united states of america yeah but about 10 of them actually work yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> Do you know of any? Is Kristen one I of them? There's a couple. Yeah, uh. now the one selling the, the the one selling the 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 one selling the house across your street does pretty good with houses too. So, yeah, there's um yeah there is there for I'd say for every ten quote unquote realtors, there's maybe one that actually really dives in and does their job, and for every hundred, there's probably one that actually is really knocking the cover off the ball. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a set real estate person. I, I told this person if I ever sold my house, they would be the one to sell. Sell it for me. So Kristen, Kristen will definitely get my house if it ever goes for sale. Yeah, we need good neighbors, Kristen. Stay the hell away from this house. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Hey, you know what? I'm looking, and we've been at this for about a half an yeah, hour. Yeah, like, let's go parched. to the good stuff. Yes. So let's uh, let's take a break and talk about important shit. Yes. Alcohol. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what did you bring with you today? Johnny Walker Double Black. So you're a Scotch guy. You like Scotch? So it's actually interesting how I even got to try this. So we were at an event or at a city council meeting, and I was talking to a lady that really needed to approve some stuff for us and she could barely talk she had like i don't know what it is when you lose your voice like laryngitis or something yeah Yeah. so she could barely talk and we made the joke we're like just drink a little whiskey and you'll be fine and she's like bring me some and i was like okay well i really need you to do this so i'll go get you some whiskey so i went out and bought that and gave it to her and well they made her return it because it was over five dollars or twenty dollars, they looked at it as a bribe. Oh, oh, jeez! And I was like, she can barely talk. Like we made a joke about it, and yeah. you know, it, it was something that was you know no harm. But they uh, they didn't like it, so I ended up with a bottle. Mm. Well, um, when I ended up leaving, parting ways with Travel Camp, um, my my service manager came with me. He had told them he would never work for anybody else but me. So he parted ways. So we came and we opened this bottle and we drank it together. <laughs> and it was the best stuff I've ever had. Well, we were talking and so there was the question, you know, Johnny Johnny Walker, this is a blended scotch. Okay. Okay, so um, a blend, she's, she's what? What? Oh. I need something to put my gum in. What something to put them. your gum in. Keep going. <laughs> so, you know, this is. Just swallow. Scotch whiskey is literally just whiskey that's made in Scotland, right? Yeah. But blended scotch is, uh, <laughs> oh my God. What? Go ahead. I'm listening. Bl- blended scotch is, uh, <laughs> is scotch is blended from many different barrels. So like a lot of bourbons and scotches and that are come from one barrel. Or they might do a real small batch and they only blend a few barrels. But blended scotch is... They kind of got their thing down, and they they can mix a bunch of barrels together to keep the the taste real consistent. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I've ever had double black, so I'm not sure oh. what the difference between regular black and double black is. And I'm going to look it up here in a minute so I know. I can tell you, I haven't had the regular black, but I've had um, the red recently, and the red is really smooth. The red's good. Um, 
But this is much different than the red. Yeah, th- this is supposed to be more yeah, intense. Yeah, that's a big-ass pour. The blue is real good, too. The blue's like a couple hundred bucks a bottle. I used to work at Harrah's Casino, and all this one man used to order was this every single time. Double black? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once I've had it, I, I haven't tasted anything else like it, and it's just a very unique taste. Very smooth. You looking so, it up? Yeah, I am, but they're making me put like my birthday in and shit, so... Uh. You know, cause Can we drink? Godfrey, yeah, I don't that? give a shit. Okay, well, cheers. And then we yeah, do yeah, cheers. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Yeah. So this is going to be a little bit smoky too. This is not Melissa's jam. This is medicinal. Scotch is not my jam. Well, this is peated. You're so you're going to you're peated. <laughs> I think we talked about this too before. When they Did roast we? the malt, no. they roast it over fires from, made from peat, which is nice old dirt and soil, and it picks it up. Do you know how to drink properly? You know you're supposed to breathe through your nose and your mouth at the same time. Did you know that? <laughs> She's fancy over here. This know? is what I learned. This is true. Can you keep your phone on silent, well, please? My kid keeps calling me. Is she? Maybe you need to answer. No, I just tell you to text me. Aren't you supposed to drink it with your pinky out? Oh, yes. That's fancy. That's how you do it. Fancy? (laughs) All right. So what does it taste like to you? I always say that the PD scotches are medicinal. That's Mm. my way of saying I taste a Band-Aid in there. (sighs) For real. (laughs) It does taste like Band-Aid. It's smoky. I mean, It is good, though. It is. What's the other scotch we had on one time? Someone brought another scotch last. Oh, God. No, I didn't there. like that one at all. I know that. This one's better than that, for sure. Well, the, the blended ones are usually pretty smooth. That too. one's very smooth, actually. I can't remember what scotch we had on. I can't either. It's a long time ago. We got or a lot of episodes. We have. So, I like I like some scotches. I like, uh, this I like Highland good. scotches. All right, where do you, where do you, where does it go on the wheel? Well, this is a bourbon wheel, for one, but. Uh, oh. <laughs> so. Can't we use it, though? Yeah, you kind of can. So um, I'm trying to get back over to the other side here. So this is going to be more, you'll taste where it says floral. It'll probably be more in the greens. But um, you'll taste, uh, you definitely taste Tobacco? It. Yep, there you go. Is that what you are going to say? Yeah, tobacco is one of the things you might taste in it, yeah. What did you taste? Banana coconut, you weirdo? <laughs> Banana coconut. <laughs> it's there. Look. I taste the I taste the grass and I taste the smoke mm. and yeah. I taste the malt. Mm-hmm. So you get a little bit of caramel. I was thinking that the you the woods the woods wood oak and smoke yeah char mm. that's yeah. what that's I think that's what I like about it the most is it has that like the char taste to it a little yeah. bit and I think Johnny Walker finishes theirs in old bourbon barrels too they use charred mm. barrels. No, this one really isn't bad. No, it just it takes you a while to get used to it if you're not used to it. And it's a different taste than the other ones that I've tried too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had the green bottle too, and that was pretty smooth. Yeah, so uh, and the red one's the one you see the most of. And regular black, double black's got more flavor to it. I have to taste a that full red body one experience. Again. The electric energy of an imminent storm. Mm. Um, hell, it gives you the whole thing on the website how they make it: malting, drying, fermentation. 
distillation. Maturing oak casks. Three years. The, the casks are one of the most important things that affect the color and flavor of the finished whiskey. An estimated 40 to 70% of the flavor comes from the aging process in the barrel itself, which would be why you're tasting the wood. See? You're tasting the wood. <laughs> <laughs> I this have not good. tasted anywhere, anywhere near as much wood, wood as you. As you. <laughs> you're disgusting. I don't know what you're talking about. You just drink a lot of whiskey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's nice to have something different on here for once. Yeah, a little it scotch. is good. A little scotchy, it is scotch, really good, scotch. Um, Ron Burgundy. Yeah. Scotchy, scotch, scotch. Leather I love mouth. scotch. Scotchy, scotch, scotch. <laughs> here it goes down, down Put in, it my, in my mouth. <laughs> oh, those aren't the words. <laughs> oh, she's just making shit up as she goes along. I've seen that movie so many times. I thought those were the words. Well, that's because it's about the whale's vagina. It's not. I hate you. San Diego. It's German for whale's vagina. I know. I know. Every time I tell anyone I'm from San Diego, they're like, oh, whale's vagina. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) That's not what it means. (laughs) I'm Ron Burgundy. Mm -hmm. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. (laughs) That was amazing. (sighs) Anyways... Moving on. So um, you're doing only sales leads, and then uh, you get another business too, don't you? Yes. So I actually just did the LLC this morning for it. Um, it should be going hopefully within the next 30 days. Um, it'll be called Scented Threads. So finally kind of narrowed down the name last night. Um, and it's, it's laundry detergent targeted towards men. Okay. Cause there's none like there's, there's none out there anywhere. And you know, me being a, you know, the single guy for such a long time, I, I don't, I don't want like my clothes to smell like lavender fields. I don't want like fresh linen clothing. So I'm like, how can I scent like, how can I get this in like a, like a more manly scent? Like, like, you know, smoked woods or, you know, Something, something was just a little bit different. Frankincense and well, no, it's so cedar wood and sandalwood, yeah. and, and bourbon and leather and all these things. Like, there really is a push toward men's scents now, and like yeah. soaps and mm-hmm. and um, and dude wipes and yeah, the dude wipes, you. candles. Yeah, yes. a lot of the candles are wood smelling now. Yep, and That's, nobody has the market. Like nobody has that market whatsoever. So, um, we've, I started digging into it and got with a few people and we started doing some sampling on some stuff. Nice. And so have you met the guys from Atlanta fragrance yet? No. They're a client of mine. Really? Yeah. Oh. No, I might have they're to get in touch not, with them. Yeah. They're up in, uh, I think Cherokee County is where they're located. Cool. But, uh, yeah, they do, they do scents. For companies who are making soaps and all kinds of stuff like Ooh. that, so that's all they do is they make the scents to put into the products, and that's the most that's expensive smart. part of all of it. Because mm. like, so some of the ones that I'm doing are, um, they're very tied in with like like men's cologne and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So you can get like you know if you have a favorite cologne, you can you know use that type of of soap and it'll it'll smell very similar. Um, but the most expensive part of making it and, and doing it all and is kind of breaks down to the sense itself. Like mm-hmm. the, the bottles you can get, you know, ordered in 
Um, the soap's not hard to get. It's the fragrance that is the most yeah. expensive and the hardest to get. Mm-hmm. Well, I got your hookup. Yeah, that's I, I, cool. need, I need to use that one for sure. <laughs> so, that's a smart idea, yeah. Um, that's cool. But the goal is to, and it, it's not only to target to target um, men. I mean, there's a huge push on the women's side as well. Like, I, I know my mom, um, my best friend's, you know, wife, they love the scent of men's cologne. Like, my mom, she would always wear, like, she loved no, having my, men's my, cologne. My wife's the same way. She'll go find stuff and... Uh, you know, she'll go find stuff and then she'll, uh, you know, for me. And she's always talking about the scents and that. So, mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, it's, it's what a lot of people want. It's just there's no options out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we found a way to mix it all together and make it work. And um, now we're, uh, the everything's all put together for it. And hopefully within the next 30 days, we should be rolling that out. That's very cool. I'd like to see it within the next two weeks, but... I gotta do a Things bit of traveling. Take a little time. Yeah, I gotta do some traveling in the next week, so um, it, we'll, we'll see what all we get. Yeah, done. Let's, cool let me idea. know. I'll try to help you out a little bit. Yeah, actually, you know what? You're right down the road, so I'll bring you some. You can try it and tell me what you think about it. All right, I can do that. And then um, bring me some. That's what I've been doing. I've been I've been giving it to everybody and just like, hey, try this. Why tell didn't me what you bring you think. any? I I didn't think about it. Mm. Who invited him? It. I got some shirts. I'll, I got Kristen. some shirts. I'll get you guys too. Okay. Some only sales leads T-shirts. Okay. Yeah. Totally want one of those. You should. <laughs> so it's not. It's not the same. So I plan on actually rolling out a whole entire clothing line to tie in with oh, that. Okay. Um, but it's not. It's not branded. Oh, okay. It's not like you won't see only sales leads. You'll see a little signature logo. Oh. But um, the goal is to hopefully turn that into a complete brand. Cool. Um. And, and the design I have is very simple. It's no different than like an Under Armour mm-hmm. or something like that. That's but cool. it won't be branded with a... I don't like logos. Yeah. I'm a very much... I like jeans and plain t-shirts. Mm-hmm. If it's got a logo on it, I'm probably not interested. I don't want to buy it. Don't yeah. want to wear it. Yeah. Um, no I Harley just, Davidson. No. No. That's definitely not me. <laughs> Cut-offs. <laughs> D- yeah. <laughs> Um, I bought my friend, my friend Thane, out in San Diego. The one I sent you the picture of yes. the huge whiskey bottle that bought when I when he picked me up from the airport. He has a Harley and he gets a Harley shirt from everywhere. So when I was up in Bryce, same and, guy that helped you get kicked out of a uh, Padres game. Yep, <laughs> and gave me a concussion because he yeah. fucks around too much. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that sounds like a very interesting story. It was fun. No, no I don't it, really remember interesting much of story. It. We I had mean, lots there's of whiskey. Many of those. Yeah, I keep those quiet. Can you shut up? <laughs> we're we're focusing on our guest right now. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, laundry detergent sounds great. So yeah, so that that's the goal. Um, obviously, you know, I can evolve that into many different things, um, but I think that's the main core that I want to target. Um, and I found a way to also do the the dryer sheets as well. Yeah, so great. We'll, we'll tie that in as well. I was telling him, like, in your brain, your olfactory bulb helps with memories. Oh, so, like, yeah. You know, that's the only sense you have that. Um, yeah, because you smell stuff and you boom, back to your childhood yeah. immediately. Or like that old boyfriend, like the way they smelled, like yeah, not, colognes. And, and okay, maybe not your you. old boyfriend, but. <laughs> one of the things I wanted mine. to target, too, was it's like, you know you see these women and you know 
they smell the guy on their sheets. So I'm going to target women on this too, you know, because mm -hmm. they smell the guy on their sheets, you know, he's not there. They want their sheets to smell like that person or their significant other or whoever it is. So Scare I think away there's the other guys from coming around. I think there's a strong market <laughs> for guys to smell like that. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. That's a good tip. <laughs> What cologne do you use? Just yeah. buy them all the same cologne. Yeah, just use this one. Just use this one. I got you. I got you. That's what my wife is always like Dracar. And I said, there's a reason you like Dracar. And I'm not wearing that shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> What's her reason? Let me hear. I have no idea. Oh, but she's dang. like, I like Dracar. And I'm like, okay. Uh -huh. Somebody else was wearing that. and Uh-huh. When you were 15. Yeah. So now I am. Sheets. Now she likes. And you're talking about men's scents. There's a um, cologne called Moonshine, oh, and it's got a, a strong like a cedar wood um, mm -hmm. kind of scent to it, and she she loved it. She smelled it at uh, what's the store? Onward Reserve, I think is it's a men's I store. Know. I think there's one at uh, Pont City Market. They're, okay. they're mm -hmm. out of Athens, Georgia. That's cool. Where the main one is, and she smelled it there, and it's like I got the shave lotion now. I've got and the she cologne, loves it. and oh, it smells great. But yeah, she loves it, and so that's what I wear. Mm -hmm. See, I'm a huge scent person. I've got probably a hundred plus but, bottles of cologne. Think, what? think back to just some scents that, that you're talking about going back on memory. Like, um, if I smell like cheap bourbon, okay, like a like a just regular old Jim Beam or. Mm -hmm old crow or something like that and it takes me back to when i was a kid my mom always made and you guys may have tried the bourbon slush that i make at christmas time no I'll you didn't I'll invite make, me for christmas so i'll make you some you i give it away as me. gifts you're the, the the person who used to own your house she gets a tub of it for me every year the frozen <laughs> that bourbon slush but i i remember as a kid tasting smelling that bourbon mm. that, that cheap bourbon and it makes me think about when I was a kid when yeah. we'd, she'd make that at Christmas. And that, so. Christmas memories, all of it. Yeah, Christmas scents have got to be the, like the most remembered scents. Really. Yeah, and like Thanksgiving. Yeah, my, my Christmas scent was Jim Beam. Reason being, I walked in the kitchen one night. Of course, my mom was making herself a drink. And she said, do you want some apple cider? I'm like, yeah, I want some <laughs> apple cider. I thought she just poured me a glass of apple cider. I thought that's what was sitting on the counter. No, it was a whole cup of Jim Beam. Oh, my. And I took a big old drink of it. <laughs> and this Christmas nightmare. Yeah, that Merry was, Christmas, motherfucker. Yeah. Never have I ever drank that stuff We almost again. made it through an entire episode <laughs> Before I without said, Melissa saying mf -er. <laughs> Make money, bitches. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I you know. know, I've had the opportunity many times to just turn around and walk away, but no. No, well, you're here in this little room recording. You love it. You never walk away from me. I have. You no, just you follow, haven't. You follow you. I stalk. <laughs> She's a stalker? Not at yes, all. Yes, very much no, so. I'm not. No, She's I'm like not. She's like outside your house in the bushes. <laughs> I think she said to me one time, you can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't got time for that shit. I'm making money. So we're talking about all this business and drinking and beam at Christmas and that. But can we be a little more positive? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and you and I never mentioned this to you before. I should have sent you a note and told you. This, I told him yesterday about charities. Yes. So I know you. You do. don't want to know his he's, answer. When no, I told he's, him. his answer was all my spare time is spent with my kid, probably, and that's not a bad answer. That's a good answer. 
Was that his answer? No, I thought you were talking about charities. Yeah, well, I thought he probably looked at you saying, I ain't got time for charity. I hang out with my kid when oh, I got spare time. Well, he was like something pretty like much that. something like that. Yeah. I won't tell on him. <laughs> oh, no, I, I'll say what I said. I he said, said, I'm the, the charity. charity Give me. me the money. <laughs> the charity I want people me. to donate money to me. I'm trying to be a millionaire. <laughs> I just need everybody. I just need a million people to give me a dollar, and there I'll be good. There we go. That's what we all say. Then he'll give some money away. Yeah. yeah. And who would you give it to? Look, we'll, we'll all become millionaires. So check this out. If everybody gives me a dollar, we'll start with me. Everybody give me a dollar <laughs> first, and then I'll give all of y'all a dollar when your turn Perfect. comes. Perfect. Like, we'll just do it every okay. day. Oh, that's sounds good. That's called a. A Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I'm all for it. Let's do it. Just give me mine first, though. <laughs> Let me get out. Let's do it. Um, but no, uh, charity. I just, ooh, that's a good question. It's a I very, mean, there's got to be a cause that you, know you, what I that said? you, that you like. Keeping kids out of jail. <laughs> yeah. Don't do stupid <laughs> shit. Or at least don't get caught. I, I genuinely... I'm a very, I, I like to, I like to, you know, be, be very charitable, but I don't like to, I don't like a lot of the organizations. Sure. I like to give it directly to the people. Sure. Mm, that's I good. would rather go help people like face to face. Yeah. So I'll go that's to Atlanta, good. you know, help people. Like I, I would just rather do it face to face. Yeah. And the reason is, is just you hear all these horror stories about these companies that, you know, you go donate the money to them and then, you know, the CEO's got mm-hmm. like five private jets and yeah. $15 yeah. million dollar homes. Yeah. And like, I would rather give it to the person one-on-one. I'd rather help that person. Mm-hmm. I'd rather, you know, the homeless person. And I've done this a million times, you know, especially in the RV industry. And, you know, we'd, we'd always, especially in Ackworth where our dealership was at open roads, there was always a person that would stand up on the corner in between the two gas stations. And I would always tell them, walk down here, come into the store. Cause I'd always see them in the gas station while I'm on my way to work, come into the store, find me, ask for me. They'll bring you right to me and we'll change your life. Like I promise you, your life will change in a way that you'll never imagine. Not once did they ever walk in that door. Mm. A lot of the people that stand at those places, that's their job. It is. Literally. Now, we used to, um, back when we had an NHL team in Atlanta, my wife and I had season tickets, and we, you know, it's 44 games a year, and we missed very few of them. You're going to say that was back in the 1940s? No, it wasn't, Melissa. Because you're old as shit. I am, Melissa, and you're catching up. (laughs) Anyhow, (laughs) Fody. Shut up. It's coming up. we, you know, 44 games a year, we were down there a lot. The kids were with us down there a lot. And we'd see a lot of the same homeless people time after time. They were living under the um, underpasses mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, down um, where all the interstates were. And it's 20 and 75 in mm-hmm. that downtown Atlanta. Yeah. And when it would start to get cold, all year long, I would kind of collect, like if I'd see a, a jacket or a coat or something mm-hmm. on clearance, I'd get them and... We'd kind of keep them in a closet, and we'd get, you know, we might by the end of the year might get 10 or 12 jackets. Yeah. And um, we would go down when the winter, you know, weather started getting cold in the wintertime, and we'd give jackets to the people down there, coats and jackets and that. Mm-hmm. And I remember this guy, and we'd always see him down there, the same guy, and he was bagging at the street, but he he lived under the, um, he lived under the bridge, and, and so did a lot of other people. 
and I remember my daughter gave him, it was a Carhartt jacket, so it was like mm-hmm. a nice heavy mm-hmm. like, canvas jacket, and he started crying. Mm. And um, and he said, I'm going to give, he had this old kind of tattered coat on, he said, I'm going to give this to my friend who's up there right now, they're sick. So, you know, my, I remember my kids seeing him crying, and they couldn't mm. believe how happy he was about a, a, coat. a winter coat. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that, resonates i mean i think that's probably something they're going to remember for the rest of their lives and like it humbles you right it Mm -hmm. it makes you understand shit you know there's people that are really bad off in this world and and when you think that you don't have anything you've got a lot more than a lot of people do for sure yeah. But um, yeah. and then I remember giving a jacket to a guy who was out begging in front of the uh, the arena, and he laid it down on the ground and kept begging. He could have given two shits less, and I'm like, that guy yeah. probably has a car and probably has a house. Yeah, you know? yeah. Have you heard about those families like that? Co up, they go up like at Target, and there's a guy playing the violin with the big speaker. You know, it's like pre-recorded, and it's. Have you heard of this? It was on the news, and they go from like store to yeah. store. I've seen the people doing it. They've done it down here at the Hiram one. It's pretend. Yeah. Like they know that. Yeah, and they're just collecting all kinds of money, and they have. I've heard that even down in Buckhead, there'd be like twenty families all living in a big ass mansion down in Buckhead, and they're the same families that bring like their little kids with them, begging at the Target and the Marshalls and stuff, and they all live together. Now, like this has been quite a few years ago, but I was in downtown Chicago. And I was taking somebody that I was working with, I was taking them to the Midway Airport to drop them off. And then I was going back and spending a couple more days in Chicago working. And we're coming off an exit ramp, getting close to the airport, and there's this lady and her car's broken down. She got her kids in the car. Mm. Car's broken down, and she is standing there just bawling, and she Mm. needs money for the tow truck that's coming. Yeah. And the guy that's with me is like, come on, give me some money. I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. And he's like, look, her kids are right there and everything. Give me some money. Give me some money. I'm giving her money too. So I end up giving some money. And so I drop him off the airport. And then I'm coming back that way, you know, 30 minutes later or so. And there's a guy from the Chicago Tribune, I think is the name of the newspaper. And he's selling his newspapers because they, you know, that's back when people would stand out and sell the newspapers. And I pull up to the light, and I said, hey, did the tow truck finally come and get her? And he looks at me and goes, oh, tell me you didn't give me money, give her money. And oh, I'm like, what? No. He goes, she's here three days a week. <laughs> she's got a whole act down. Yeah. Dang. See, see that's one of the things where I, lo- I love to help. Giving cash is, is a big no for me. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah you want groceries? Think... I'll go buy you groceries. Yep, exactly. Yeah. You want this or that? Fill I'll, your I'll go buy tank. it. Yeah, yeah, like whatever you need. But I don't. I don't want to just give I, cash. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a struggle for me. Offered a guy. Offered a guy one time to take him in, to go to McDonald's and get him some food. He said no. And he said no. Yeah. And I'm like, some okay. will even so, get mad at yeah, you. Yeah, he was mad. Yeah. Two, yeah. Just give me money. Two weekends ago, I was at. It's funny where I was at Pont City Market. A lady came up with a backpack, and she just wanted some food. And I'm like, okay. Well, Pont City Market just closed, and I was like, well, do you know of any other restaurants right here? that are open she's like well there's a pizza place right up here i said cool meet me at the pizza place i have to walk over here and grab my car i'll be there in like two minutes i'll buy you whatever you want you know if somebody wants for food i'll, I'll buy that yeah time. sure mm-hmm. and uh and we get over there we run up and grab the car it, it maybe took us five minutes so she was walking up to this place we would have like met right at the same time we waited in that pizza parking lot for probably 20 30 minutes never showed hmm. and it was a block away 
Mm. And I was like, you know, this is this is what this is what I don't like. I don't I don't trust it. Like I want to mm-hmm. help people, but it's like I want to help people who need help. Yeah, I yeah. want to help people who are just trying to take advantage of the situation. It's true. Yep. True. It I helped a scammer yesterday. You did. He knows. I I was trying to buy this new couch off of OfferUp, and I never use OfferUp. And I get on, and I'm like, oh, my God, what a great deal. It's like this recliner couch thingy because my couch is broken. It's all jacked. So I was like, let me do this. So I I messaged. She's like, yeah, it's still available. Um, I was like, cool. I could come up when my friend brings his trailer, and we could go at, like, 6. And she's like, okay, I'm holding it for you, but you have to pay half. I know. And Cash we have out. a whole conversation. We have a whole con- on Venmo. We have a whole conversation. He, I was like, what are the dimensions? She's like, let me ask my husband. Comes back, tells me. Like, whole legit conversation. So that's, and you know, I usually, like, I know yep. things better than this. I have more street smarts than this. Like, this is so dumb of me. I've never been scammed like this. So we get up there. He grabs the trailer. We get up there. She's not answering. I'm like, where is it at? She gave me the address and everything. I'm like, we're here. Which building is it? It's like a nice apartment complex up in Ackworth. I'm like, damn it. And then I like scroll. So it's a black woman that I'm messaging. And I scroll into the picture. And it's like this white couple in the picture above the couch. I'm like, oh, that's that's not her couch. (laughs) Oh, jeez. And then she doesn't answer, doesn't answer. And then he started messaging her this morning saying, is the couch still available? She's like, yeah, I still have it. And he's like, where are you located? And she's like, oh, we're up in Conyers. So she's like just saying that she's in different locations. I'm like, damn it. Facebook is bad. So I posted yesterday. um, I was clearing out my garage. And I had a new Tahoe like a year ago. And I had melted. I was jump starting another car. And it melted the headlight the jumper cables got too hot and melted it and i bought a new headlight for it well i never put it on before i traded it in well the headlight was like eight hundred dollars oh so i had it sitting in my garage so i posted it on facebook last night i'm like i'll just get rid of it get it out of here and somebody messaged me they're like you know we we made up the price he's like i'll pay for shipping he said when can you go to do it i said i'll go do it tomorrow so today i went out over to the shipping store and he's like well, you know, put it in the box and ship it and get me the routing tracking number. And I'm like, well, uh-uh. at the time, at that point, I've paid for it, handed it to the people, and then they give me the tracking number. I can't get that back. No. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't pay for it beforehand. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. you want me to ship it, and then it's out of my hands. I and can't do nothing. And then never pay for it. And I was yeah. like, yeah, no. Pay me with PayPal, and then if there's an issue, uh. you can deal with PayPal. Yeah. I now Facebook Marketplace for like locally shopping. I actually like it, yeah, because for I can local. look at I can yeah. look at the profile and see one if yeah. they have any friends in common, True. to see who they are if they're real. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. you don't have if you don't have like pictures of you and your family on there. Yeah, or, nope. I'm not doing yeah. it. I bought a legit couch today, by the way. Yeah, got yeah. see one and a half times with you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you offered up your money yesterday. I know. Shut up. I'm, I'm going to get it back. I messaged her. You're a horrible so, human being. Give me my money back. I want to give uh, Ryan a chance to tell people where to find him. Okay. Um, I know where, but I'm going to let him say it. Uh, where can they find you online? Uh, it's onlysaleslead.com. And I would imagine if they have questions about, say it again, scented threads. 
scented threads. Yeah, that so they can message you through only. They can message page. me through there. We'll have a link tied to there. Hopefully, by the end of the next, by the end of the week, I should have another link tied to there, and we'll have the accounts kind of merged where you can jump from one to the other. Gotcha. Um, oh, cool. This yeah, there's cool. there's a lot of good things coming to it, and there's so much more that hasn't hit there yet. Um, one of the things that we're going to be doing in real estate, too, just so everybody knows, is we are going to allow, there's a lot of referral business in the real estate industry. So we are going to allow salespeople to, and I was going to do this in all categories, but this is really going to piss a lot of people off, especially at dealerships. I was going to allow people to post their own leads and price them. And then whenever it sells, they get paid off of it. So same with the referrals. So say you have a home referral and it's out of town and you want half of the deal or whatever it may be, whatever your percentage may be, you can list it and put all the information there and what the person's looking for. And then somebody in that town or somebody in that area can buy that lead directly from you and contact you and you guys can work the deal out. Ah, that's so, kind of, now so you're thinking outside the box. Now and, you're thinking. And, and one of the things that we do so my whole thing is driving the cost down. The reason why my leads cost so much less than everybody else is truly because I, we just market way better. But I multi-sell that thing. So say you're in the car industry and it's an auto lead. Well, I'm not just selling that to you. Mm-hmm. I'm selling that to insurance companies too because they're looking for a car. They need insurance as well. So the insurance companies may pay me five bucks a lead mm-hmm. and that drives my cost down on that lead. So right. now I have a lot less in it so the people can buy it at a way cheaper cost. So, Smart gotcha. brain. So in the same way, I, I just had an idea that we're going to talk about off the air too. Okay. <laughs> but, but there's so Let much more coming it. to it. There's dealer sections coming to it where we're going to do dealer training as well. Um, just like the class I did out in NCM, the GM yeah. program, I plan on bringing a full dealership program to it where we teach salespeople to be finance managers. The normal progression is from sales to finance to sales manager, GSM to a GM. We're gonna teach that whole entire course. Cool. And we're gonna teach service manager as well. So we want people to be, you know, you could be in a dealership and be the salesperson and, and pay for this and get all this training. And then when that next spot comes open at your dealership where finance is open, you can say, hey, you know, I've been trained for this. I know what I'm doing. I know how to, you know, structure a deal and put it together and submit it to banks. And it's it's something that not a lot of people offer. That's very, that very cool. cool. Don't say the same thing. All as right. Me. That's awesome. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> well, look, thanks for coming on, Ryan. And I want to let everybody know that if um, you click follow on any of the uh, on any of the podcast platforms. Um, send me an email to whiskey after work podcast at gmail.com you'll get entered into a uh, entered into a drawing to get a bottle of blantons and a bottle of uh, three strands wine oh, which yeah. i think i'm going to do two separate drawings okay let's do two so separate. there'll be two winners when we hit 100 uh, what are we at right now 70 something almost 80 it's been slow What's everybody's on? on vacation they don't listen to shit I guess on not. Vacation? Kids don't want to listen to it. True. They don't want to. <laughs> probably wants, better not Mom to. Mom wants to listen to wine stuff. But yeah. No. True. Anyhow. All um, right. Cool. With that, um, I will see everybody. Look, you got one more. Next one. There we All go. All right. There we go. Send me an email. All right. Cheers. All right, cheers. Let's finish yours.